Veronica Myers tried to convince them, but no one would listen. Her suspicions, they said, were simply a byproduct of her grief. Each time she broached the subject with her brother Jason, he walked out of the room. Darlene, her best friend, suggested a girl's night out with some heavy drinking. Aunt Flo urged her to spend more time in prayer. Veronica knew she was wasting her time with this woman, too, but couldn't help herself. My mother was murdered, Veronica told the funeral home attendant, but nobody believes it. The plump redhead with too much eyeshadow glanced down at the papers on her desk, then looked up. It says here that your mother died in the hospital from brain cancer. That's not true, Veronica snapped, her response a little too sharp and a tad too loud. Yes, her mother had brain cancer, but she wasn't on her deathbed. Not yet. They had just spent a long afternoon together laughing and talking and watching all my children. Veronica could not and would not accept that the most important person in her life had suddenly died. She knew what everyone else refused to believe. Her mother had been murdered. Did they conduct an autopsy? the woman asked. Veronica sighed and looked away. There had been no autopsy because everyone dismissed her as a grief-stricken lunatic. When she reported the murder to the police, a disinterested cop dutifully took her statement, but she could tell that nothing would come of it. Without any solid evidence, she was wasting everyone's time, including her own. No, Veronica said. There wasn't an autopsy. The funeral home attendant smiled sympathetically. Veronica let out a long, slow breath, overwhelmed by the futility of what she was trying to prove. Never mind, she said. What else do you need me to sign? Later that night, Veronica lay in bed, drained from another marathon crying session. She rummaged through the nightstand, retrieved a bottle of sleeping pills, and popped two into her mouth. She tried to swallow them dry, but her throat was too sore from all the crying. Tears pooled in her eyes as she headed to the kitchen for a glass of water. Don't worry, Mama, Veronica sniffed. I won't let them get away with it. Just as she reached the end of the hallway, a heavy gloved hand clamped down hard across her mouth as her arms were pinned behind her back. Fear instantly hurled her into action. Veronica tried to scream, but the big hand reduced her shriek to a muffle. She frantically kicked and wrestled and twisted her body, trying to break free. Her attacker's grip, however, would not yield. When she felt her body being lifted off the ground and carried back down the hallway, she realized there were two of them, and her terror level intensified. But so did her survival instinct. She continued to wildly swing her legs backward and forward, up and down, right and left, eventually striking what felt like a leg, then a stomach. As they crossed the threshold of her bedroom, she heard a loud, painful moan that told her she had likely connected with the groin of one of her assailants. "'Cut it out!' said a husky male voice. "'Hurry up!' he ordered his partner. "'Grab her legs!' The men dumped her face down onto the bed, her arms still restrained behind her back. The big hand slipped from her mouth, and Veronica's first cry escaped, but was quickly muted when a much heavier hand gripped the back of her neck and pressed her face into the comforter. Fearing her attackers were going to rape, then kill her, Veronica defiantly arched her back and tried to roll her body into a tight ball. At only 130 pounds, she was no physical match for her assailants. They easily overpowered her, forcing her back into a prone position. 
As one man sat on her upper legs, strapping her left arm to her side, the other man bent her right arm at the elbow and guided her hand up toward her forehead. During the deepest period of her grief, Veronica had longed to join her mother, but now that she was face to face with the possibility of death, she fought valiantly for life. That changed, however, the second Veronica felt something cold and hard connect with her right temple. She stiffened as one of the men grabbed her fingers and wrapped them around the butt of a gun. At that precise instant, Veronica knew with certainty that her suspicions were indeed fact. Her mother had been murdered, and now the same killers had come to silence her before she could expose the truth. And just like her mother's death, her own murder would go undetected, dismissed as the suicide of a grieving daughter. A conclusion no one would question.